everybody, this is Donnie here with the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. We are the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club here on Craft Brews and Geek News. We talk about news, we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could possibly speak about all these topics more nutter than than Donnie Gallagher, myself, the founder of Brewmasters Club. I'm here with Dane. Are you there, Dane? Uh, I am here. Hey guys, I'm Dane. I'm a uh, Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps, and uh, here to have a good time. And Ryan Roberts. Hi world, this is Ryan here. Just uh, looking forward to talking to you folks about everything under the sun about beer and anything fun about news that's going on in the world right now. So, welcome. Excellent. And that's what we're going to do. So we're, we're here to talk about beer news and what's going on in the world of beer. The first segment that we have is actually called Beer News and What's Going On in the World of Beer. Um, just because this is the first segment and the first um, you know podcast that we actually have launched here, first episode, I wanted to kind of back up, guys, and if, and if you can just kind of roll me on this one. We're going to talk about you know the story of, of craft beer and how craft beer started as craft beer. Um, I pulled up a story that I found from a, a recent article online, and it was basically that in 1983, the New York Times wrote an article about a Seattle brewer naming it a microbrewery. Two years later, a local beer writer, Vince Catone, started to refer to microbreweries as craft breweries, and then craft breweries as craft beer. Um, so it was kind of a term that was coined about a small brewery using traditional methods and ingredients to produce an uncrafted um, hand, you know, made uh, beer that is marketed locally. 30 years later, 40 years later at this point, uh, we're talking about a specific definition for craft beer. According to the American Brewers Association, a craft beer has to be made by a craft brewer. So in definition, what is a craft brewer? A craft brewer cannot produce more than 6 million barrels of beer a year. And a craft brewer has to be independent, meaning that 25% of that craft brewery is owned um, you know, locally. Uh, finally, the craft brewer has to be traditional, which means the brewer has to use traditional ingredients and fermentation, at least for a majority of the total brew volume. Um, so, guys, I'm talking to you now, Dane and Ryan. Yeah. The only beer that is considered a craft beer, is it a good beer? I mean, is it a decent beer? What, what does the definition of craft beer mean to you? You know, Ryan, kick us off. I mean... Those points that you just laid out there, being six million barrels or, or less, and then owning at least twenty five percent locally. I mean, those those are just a couple of things that I, I had no idea about. You know, I thought the the sky was the limit with the craft beer, but for me, you know, and 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 no knocking any type of beer that's out there, but for me, a craft beer is just something different that you don't see on the shelf. You know, when you go to your local pub or or uh, you know, your local bar, I mean, they, they give you those those standard beers that, you know, everybody goes towards whenever you're at the grocery store and stuff, but for me, it's just something different. It's like that oddball, and it's kind of more enticing in a way. So, like, you know, whether it be an IPA, a stout, or a porter, you know, if it looks off the market, for me, uh, that signifies a craft beer. It looks like somebody put their heart and their soul into it, you know, 
Um, but those other things, I mean, heck, if I was a craft brewer and I could do over six million barrels, I would, but I'd still want to keep the name. <laughs> you know what I mean, Donnie? Sure. Yeah, no, and I, and I understand that completely. And you raised a good point. You know, when people, at least when I think of craft beer, you know, being here in Tampa Bay, which we are kind of a, a growing hub for, for craft and local beer, with Cigar City and, you know, Big Storm, these other guys that we've got, you know, we've got a lot of, of good local craft beers, but what the point you raised is that, in the average consumer's mind, it, it's actually it, where's the heart, where's the soul, and where where's the the craft in the art of beer? Uh, Dane, did you have anything to, to to different about that? I mean, from a from your perspective, from being a marine, from being somewhere else, you know, what what is it like up there, or what kind of insight can you offer? Uh, well, here in North Carolina, um, there's a lot of craft brewery places. Uh, Wilmington's just down the road. Got an awesome brewery. Um, you know, if you go to Asheville, place like that, there's, you know, 10, maybe 20 breweries and they're all considered craft breweries. Um, when I think about craft brew, um, it's going to be funky. It's got to have a cool label. Um, no matter what it is, you know, it's going to taste different. It's going to taste a little crazy and you know, it, you know, someone worked really hard and, you know, put a lot into it. So. That, that's what I think. Yeah, and I think, about. Yeah, and I, I think that, that, that does kind of sum it up. You know, you can't – and sum it up, you can't really generalize it. You know, there, there's, there's very good beer being made by today's brewer, and it doesn't exactly fit these qualifications. So should it be pointed out that these guys are, are not considered craft beer? Absolutely not. You know, beer is good or, or beer is great. But in the other words, you know, every beer and every brewer has a unique story to tell. So – all in all, what I would say from, from just what we've talked about is that, you know, craft beer is, is kind of a taste discovery. It's about experimentation. It's about being part of an evolving future and having Absolutely. fun and, and making dreams come true, you know, ultimately. Um, dreams come true is, is a weird thing to say about beer, but at the end of the day, somebody's dream was to make that beer. So I think we're kind of coming up with the same, the same thought process in that, it's all about trying different stuff and, and really getting out of your comfort zone. Can and, we agree on that one? <laughs> and, and Dane, you, you kind of brought up a really good point. Like it's it's funky, and you know when, when you see a craft beer, um, you know whether it be a can or a bottle, like whatever's on the label, you know we've got a couple of those craft breweries down here. Um, you know the Copper Tail is one of them mm -hmm. where they have these awesome crazy designs and. You know, those are something that we don't see in your in your training, uh, you know, Bud Lights and things like that. They stay very consistent. They stay, uh, you know, almost what we call, like, mainstream. But, man, you hit the nail on the head. Like, a craft beer has got to have a great can. <laughs> Look, you're, you're going to go to the store. You're going to go to the beer aisle. You're going to have that little section of craft beer. It's going to have all this crazy artwork. And you're like, man, what is that? <laughs> you're going to have to read the label because you're not going to know. And eventually yeah. you're, you're going to have to taste it because you're just not going to know until you pop that open that's right. and uh, have a taste. So that's what I like about it. Um, and what I like is when you go to the store, like I said, you know what's craft beer and what's not. And uh, I think that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I'm on board with that. So just to keep things moving, I'm going to move into our next section here, and we're going to actually skip around just because we're trying to figure this format that might work. But from the conversation, you know, I just want to, like, clue in here and, and talk a little bit because this is our first episode. We do not have a lot of local and, and huge news on this. But, 
you know, let's talk a little bit about the app. Um, just to say, you know, what the Brewmasters Club is, because a lot of our, our listeners are going to be new. In fact, every single one of you are going to be a new listener. So the Brewmasters Club is a crowdfunded, community-driven app. Um, basically, what we do is we try to uh, get, again, what we've been talking about this entire time is that people that do not understand or do not uh, know or are not comfortable, even if you are a seasoned drinker, you know, get out of your comfort zone and try something that you've never tried before. Our app is available on the iOS system, so for Apple devices, and it basically is a tool in your pocket to help you pair any food or a meal combination that you may encounter with a craft or local beer. On top of that, we'll also tell you where to find that beer. So download Brewmasters Club um, on the iOS App Store if you can. Um, moving on to our, to our next segment here, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what are you drinking and what you want to drink. Um, Ryan, you, you said that uh, before we started here, you went to the store and picked up a few things that you wanted to try or that you haven't tried yet. I did the same thing myself. Dane, being on duty, I understand uh, that we are not able to uh, to drink, which is completely <laughs> understandable. But uh, Ryan, why don't you lead us off? Uh, what, what are you drinking? What do you want to drink? What have you got in your cooler to try? And, and why don't you share a little bit with us? Yeah, you know, um, I've been you know drinking this uh, particular stout here for a couple of weeks and for me saying the word stout I I started off I mean we'll start at 15 well 21 uh, you know doing your normal stuff with your, your Bud Lights and things and I've slowly escalated over the years and I was just one of those straight IPA drinkers you know that was my go-to but you know over time you start to develop different tastes and I found this one at the local market here it's called Buck Snort Stout and you say that ten times fast, and you're like, "Whoa, what is this?" You know, you're looking at the can; it doesn't look like much, but it's a West Coast style stout. And uh, it one of the things that I love about the saying too next to it is like a very quaffable ale. <laughs> it's, you, you know, it kind of gets you intrigued, and then you read down lower, and it's from Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. So, you know, I had to go and get this beer tonight. Me being the the sports and Steelers fan that I am, they're about you know two hours north of Pittsburgh, and uh, even though it's preseason, I was in full gear. So, um, I would say that this this stout that I've picked up and that I've you know become accustomed to to liking now is is definitely going to be one of my go tos. And it's 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 a very rich, hearty stout. Uh, definitely a lot of different notes and, and, and different tastes, and I'm I am no professional, you know, uh, beer taster when I say that, but um, it's definitely a really good beer, and I wish I could show you the can because it doesn't look like much, but it's funky, and uh, you know, as we've already talked about, that's one of the things about the, you know, craft beer that we like. Plus, it's seven percent uh, on the uh, ABV volume, so. You know, you can't really, you can't really beat that. You know, uh, I definitely urge anyone to try it if you can get in your in your neighborhood, or if you're in Pennsylvania and you're not getting it, hit up your local market to get this thing, man. It's really, really tasty. So, so is so is that stout the the only thing you got this evening, or were you trying to get some a couple other things just to talk I, about tonight? Yeah, no, I definitely wanted to. Um, it, it, time did not permit to go to. Uh, we've got a really good liquor store here that's definitely, you know, leading the market closer to the Citrus Park area that, that we're in and um, in, in providing a, a plethora of craft beer to choose. And I wanted to get there. I just didn't have time. I you know, got two beautiful young girls, and it was getting late, so I didn't have enough time to go and spend 30 minutes to the store to get there. 
for tonight's events. But um, yeah, no problem, no problem. Dave, have you had anything recently? Because I have uh, I have four four different brews to talk about today. Right on. Well, um, let me jump into this a little bit. Uh, what I've been drinking lately is I've been trying to drink a little bit light, uh, so I've been sticking with some Pilsners. Uh, Mama's Yellow Pills from Oscar Blues Brewery. They're located, their main site's in Colorado. They have a site here in North Carolina. Uh, it's in Brevard um, over towards the, um, the Smoky Mountains, and uh, it's actually a brewery I've been to. Uh, had an awesome tour. Uh, um, a lot of their brews are here in North Carolina. They're in a lot of restaurants um, in the Carolinas. And their, their most famous uh, beer is, and you may have heard of this, um, Dale's Pale Ale. Uh, it's in a blue can. Um, you know, it's a pale ale. It's good stuff. But uh, I've been drinking the Mama's Yellow Pills. And um, something I've been wanting to try is there's a Front Street Brewery here in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I've been wanting to try out some of their stuff. So uh, once I do that, I will keep you guys updated. But right now, Oscar Blues Uh, is where I'm at. Yeah. No, it sounds pretty good, man. I've got – so I've got two – I've got three, I guess, kind of uh, unique things that just – you know, I was walking to the store today, and um, I was getting getting dinner, and I just said, man, i got to try these. The first thing I tried was, uh, was a vanilla porter. Um, that was again, you know, Colorado, man, just hell of a place to make some beer. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery out of Colorado, they make some fine ales, and this one is a uh, a vanilla porter. Um, made with real vanilla beans. So I, I was there was a, a time in like a couple years ago that I really really enjoyed porters. They're a little heavy. I live in Florida, you know, it's a little it's a little hot, but um, you know, similar to your stout, Ryan, it's just a, a vanilla, a nice vanilla porter. Just it has that nice, like, kind of creamy taste, but then a, a very light, sweet finish that, you know, I just really can't. Um, you can't, you can't, you can't mess with it because you know you're, you're sitting outside, or even if it is a hot evening, or if it's a cool evening, or you're by the fire, you're having s'mores. I mean, it pairs well with chocolate, with sweets, with fruit, with all sorts of stuff. I mean, it was just a, a Breckenridge. Brewery vanilla porter, very you know, very cool. If you wanted to try something neat, um, on the unusual side, I've got I've got two more uh, little little nuggets here. Um, the first thing was uh, the New Belgium heavy melon. Have you guys tried that yet? I've not. Oh, been meaning to though. It looks really good. So it's a it's a heavy melon, and it's basically a watermelon lime ale um, made out of Fort Collins, again Colorado, and and Dane Asheville, North Carolina. Uh-oh. Five percent um, alcohol, and it's it's a lot. It's 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 weird because my, my wife loves sours, so she drinks sours because she's that's the kind of craft beer that she likes. You, you know that's great. Any kind of support for craft beer, I appreciate. <laughs> um, but this one is is their headliner, and it's it's um, it's called Heavy Melon, and it's got a splash of fresh watermelon and a touch of lime. Um, it's it's definitely a little bit sour, a little bit sweet. You can taste the melon, you can taste the lime, um, but you don't taste you know anything. Kind of that would that would prevent you from enjoying this beer. I, I would imagine this is good for the beach. It's good for the barbecue. You know, if you've got some um, some Cajun food or some real sweet, you know, Southern Baby Ray's kind of barbecue sauce, it would kind of cut through that thickness and give you a little bit of crisp flavor. Um, again, that New Belgian heavy melon, really really nice summer kind of barbecue beer. Um, the last one that I have on my list to talk to you guys about is. It's the weirdest thing, and it's not even really a beer. 
It's uh, the White Claw Hard Seltzer. Or Seltzer. Have you guys seen that? Uh, I've seen that. I saw this probably two, maybe three weeks ago. Ryan, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I, I'm not sure if I've seen it. I was just thinking back in my head if I had. So, so it's um, it's a hard seltzer, which means it's basically like a nummy, you know, like a uh, soda water. Um, oh. It's a soda water that's five percent alcohol. This particular one from White Claw is a five percent alcohol by volume. Um, it's brewed from sugar, natural cane sugar. You know things like that, and it's made actually in Memphis, Tennessee, by the Seltzer Works, uh, White Claw Seltzer Works company. So, it's not exactly what you would define as a craft beer, but that's the beauty of craft beer is that, as we defined a little bit earlier in this conversation, anything that's kind of unique, anything that's kind of out there, anything that's kind of uh, you know thought provoking, potentially, you know, and at least the discussion that we've just had now. You know, it falls in the realm of craft beer. It's just something that's that's unique and something interesting to to try. I mean, would you ever have you know, Dane, a, a hot on a hot you know summer uh, North Carolina day, reach for a for a Stelter or a hot Stelter? I mean, <laughs> freaking 5%. throw me a Zima, bro. There you go. Right? Exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> The thing is, it doesn't taste like a Zima. I'm telling you, like it's it's literally like a soda water. If you've never had like a like a um, Lacroix or anything like that, it's a refreshing soda water that will get you drunk without even knowing. In fact, oh, my wife and I were chasing chasing Sach of, of Captain Morgan with the uh, the seltzer, so it's it's pretty good, man. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun right there. Uh, that's a... <laughs> I I was really hesitant to try it, but I ended up trying it anyways, and I'm, I was happy I did because it's it's pretty pretty good drink. Okay. Um, do you have any more thoughts about that? We can do a lightning round if there's anything else that you you want to try or any, any goals you want to set here in the next five seconds. I think you you know you, you hit the nail on the head with a couple of those beers, and I mean I'm not sure if I'm thirsty or if I'm hungry. You know, you know um, talking about all those beers and what you can pair them with, I think that's really you know going back to the app. I think that's really where where everything's at, you know, being able to pair different beers with different foods and, and really getting those flavor profiles to come out, not just in the, the, the food, but in the beer. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm not sure if I'm thirsty or if I'm hungry right now, Donnie. <laughs> It's tit, it's tit for tat, man. I mean, that, and that's why we, we started this again. This community driven, crowd funded company is that you know we're 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 listening just as much as you're talking. So we, we want to be able to uh, help people kind of understand that you know. I, I listen, man. Your 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 cherry schnapps peach ale is not for me. Well, have you tried it with some apple cobbler? Because it will probably change your life. Maybe. You know, things like things like that are what we're trying to, to show people is that we're not. We're not snobs. We're not. We're not geeks about it. Um, and to a degree, what we talk about here in a few seconds is going to be geeky. But for the instance of, of, of beer news, you know, we're just trying to say, if you support local craft beer, you support local economies. And and with that kind of support, uh, you know, we're all big fish. We're, we we take the little guys and we become bigger guys. So it it just helps the overall economy and everybody else involved to to be you know a little bit a little bit better. And that, that's all we're trying to do. Did you have anything to add to that, Dane? Uh, no, we're good. Good. So, speaking of you, Dane, in this next segment, we're going to move on to our geeky news. As I mentioned, we uh, we kind of changed this around the format here to keep it with the beers and then move it on to the geek news. Um, sir, today is uh, Friday. 
And uh, yesterday, a certain Rogue One Star Wars trailer came out, and I heard you had some particular thoughts that I would love to discuss with you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, funny thing, I was on Facebook, and I see Mr. Gallagher talking about swimming, the Olympics, Michael Phelps. I thought to myself, there's a reason he is watching this. And then I thought, oh yeah, Rogue One trailer. The new Rogue One trailer is dropping, and that's why he's here. Not for my That's Phelps, right. Not for, for Star Wars. So, Star Wars. What we, what we know about it. It's a Star Wars story. Fantastic. We're excited about it. We're excited to hear about these, uh, these stories and, and see them uh, you know, come to the big screen. First one's going to be Rogue One. Uh, some takes I have uh, from the new trailer. Obviously, Darth Vader. See Darth Vader at the end? That iconic deep breath. Oh, boy, here we go. What I thought about it, Darth Vader, is it a bait and switch? I feel like he's going to be a set dressing. He's not going to be the lead villain, obviously. I don't think he's going to be in this movie that long. He might have a cameo. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't believe that at all. What, what do you think? <laughs> so, so first off, first off, why did they recast Ray? I don't understand. In episode 8, why did they recast why did they recast Ray? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. They didn't do that. First off, this is not episode eight. Listen, a holes. This is this is not what that is. This is a brand new Star Wars story. You've, we've got to present this as in people that may be listening might not know. Um, Star Wars over here. A Rogue One story is is totally different from from any other thing. It it is picking up five minutes before. The iconic scene of Darth Vader walking onto the ship of Princess Leia and, and grabbing her and her crew and saying, listen, where are the plans? Where are the plans? These are the guys that got those plans. Uh, this is going to be a huge pri Saving Private Ryan type war movie where we're going into the trenches and we're going to find out what these people had to do to get to this point, to lead us up to the, the iconic moment in Episode Four. The first one that came out, you know, in the 70s, um, and, and actually say, hey, this is this is where it started. So it's very exciting. It's a very cool moment. But man, that Darth Vader is going to be in it. He's going to mow down some some freaking rebel scum, and he's going to show his guns. We'll see. I, you know, I, this is a bait and switch in my mind. He's gonna it's gonna be a quick cameo, and that's gonna be it. So that's what I think. Donnie thinks he's going to be in it, slaying people. We'll see. Oh, now. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, Dane, this is why I think this. Because why Why in the first – this think about it like this. So we're four months away, and this is the first trailer we've gotten. So why would they? Why on earth would they show Darth, Darth Vader just slaying down people right now, right? They're going right. to tease him. They're going to slow leak it. They've got to get Aunt Jemima and Grandma to understand that – this, so. this, is, this is another Suicide Squad where we're going to show the Joker and you're – be slaying things and acting crazy, being crazy, doing crazy stuff. Boom, five minutes in the movie, that's it. It's a bait and switch, I'm telling you. Uh, Dave, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. that. You can't be telling spoilers like that, man. Hey, No, he's not telling spoilers. Hey, what, no, what he's no talking spoilers. about. 
But think about it like this. I mean, we've had so so now um, Jimmy Smith, right? He came out and he said, "Hey, I've got a real small part in this. It's a cameo. It's a real small part." So that's that that's his definition of of being a small part. If Vader was going to be a small Joker piece, which he was in, in Suicide Squad, then they would have came out there and said it. They wouldn't have stood on the platform that is, you know, E um, Entertainment Weekly. And said, "Hey, Vader's in this. You're gonna get some Vader." I, I'm telling you, man, right now, they're 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 going to put Vader in it, as all the fans have requested they do. Well, you know what? I hope you're right, man. It's gonna be sick if he's in it. We'll see. We'll see. What it's I like be about sick. what I like about this uh, Rogue One look, it's gonna be more war, less stars. Okay. Uh, but the thing is, we know how it ends. We know right. How it ends, so are, are they going to be able to tell the story in a way that's going to keep us attracted and keep us wondering what's going to happen? Because we know what happens. They get the plans, obviously, and um, I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited to see the guerrilla warfare that's going to be going on. One scene in particular in, in this trailer is freaking. Uh, it's a character. I think his name's Bays. Uh, Bays Malbus, maybe, with the rocket launcher versus the ATACT. Oh, now, yeah, we smash his face yeah, to the right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, but the issue I'm having is this AT, ACT, which is supposedly larger than the ATAT that we know in uh, the, the other Star Wars movies, is that it's bigger, but he was about to blow, he, he took this thing down with a rocket launcher, right? But the ATAT was so I mean, in the trailer, we just, saw, we just saw a head nod. We didn't see, we didn't see it get taken down, we saw a head nod. Yeah, I don't know. I think he, I think he just blasted this thing in the face down. Yeah. Well, I'm again. What I'm going back to. So let me let me just tackle the first point. This Vader thing. I'm telling you, man. Jimmy Smiths. Go back to Jimmy Smiths. He said that he was going to be in this. So so just imagine that he's sitting at a table with all these guys and the rebels that are about to go out in this story and they say, okay, when you guys are done with this mission. Meet me at Alderaan. Boom, son. What would that do to your emotional tie, right? How how would that affect you, Dan? Dane, as a, as a uh, Star Wars fan? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't you know. know. I, he just goes, just I, goes. Meet me at Alderaan, guys, and then you just see it in the next movie. Gaboosh! Like it's it's he's done. <laughs> Jimmy Smith's dead. I mean, just it would it would literally just tug your heartstrings. You know, it would just hurt. Yeah. It would hurt yeah. so bad. So, my next point, Jen Urso, <laughs> is this the new Han Solo, or is this uh, a one-time thing and she's done? I don't think anybody makes it out of this movie alive, honestly. I, I think that if anybody will, it will be Jen Urso, but we've already heard that Donnie Yen does not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said that at Celebration, so we know that he's dead, but besides him... <laughs> I'm betting that the rest of the guys do. If they did not, don't you think we would have seen them in the story? You know, if we were on a linear timeline, which we're no. not. Yeah, there's no, there's no timeline, as far as we know. So, um, yeah. I'm, a, I'm afraid people are gonna fall in love with her character, um, her being the lead, and then she just gets destroyed and disintegrates into thin air, and people get sad. <laughs> <laughs> So. I'm just telling you, like, 
All I want is that that Alderaan connection. I don't care how it is, but if you can, if they can tie that in, it will just make that all so so much more tight. Um, one of my last like notes about about that trailer, the one that just came out yesterday, is that they just and uh, Brian, I'm talking to you, Ryan, too, but I know, I know you you're not as tight as we are about it. But as they say, you, out of my element on this one, I'm gonna have <laughs> all of these. That's all right. That's all right. Um, when we talk Steelers football, we'll call you. Um, yeah. That's, <laughs> This Dave, is not the Ryan notice? you're looking for. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Captain says you're okay, so I won't kill you. But besides that, um, Dane, did you notice that the, how much larger the, the real estate is, how much larger the playing field is, like from the first teaser trailer to now? I mean, we're talking about, you know, a, a pond compared to the, to the you know, Pacific Ocean. I mean, what, from what I saw in that, in that trailer, just the, the amount of planets, people, space, time, uh, starships, the Death Star. I mean, this, this stuff was out of control, don't you? I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, so what I'm taking from that is in previous Star Wars movies, um, these characters are – they're obviously on different planets, but you don't see much of the planet. They're in this little – like. Let's say they're on a desert planet. They're in the desert for a little bit. You know, fantastic. And they're in like a little village. You don't see much, much else. Uh, you end up at this other planet with this huge city. Well, you don't see much of the city. You know, there's a lot of that right. going on in other Star Wars movies. This Star Wars movie looks like it's going to expand. It's going to show you a little bit of everything. Um, you know, the beach scenes, like AT, ACT is walking on the beach, stormtroopers on the beach. Uh, it looks crazy. Um, that was and, insane. Yeah, it looks absolutely awesome. And, you know, the warfare that's going to be going on is going to be, I think, in previous movies that um, it's really going to draw people in that, you know, maybe not uh, so much Star Wars fans, but, you know, action movie fans, I think they're really going to be drawn to this movie. So. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to kind of reach a, a couple different audiences. So. So at this point, I appreciate you guys, and we're, we're going to go ahead and, and move on from that segment. You know, moving on next week, now that we've kind of started this thing, we're going to try and get, again, because the whole premise of our company is being, you know, kind of uh, community-driven and, and, and governed by those out there that are listening and, and tuning in and paying attention and trying to experience craft beer, um, as well as geek news and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to, to solicit feedback, and we're, we want you guys to talk to us. So hashtag Brewmasters Club, hashtag um, you know, us as often as you can, ask questions, ask uh, post statements, talk about the episodes, talk about what you want. Um, if you want to come visit us online, we are at Brewmasters, www.brewmasters.club. Um, I personally can be found at Brewmasters Club on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Dane, do you have a Twitter handle that you'd like people to reach out to you at? Yeah, you guys can get at me at Twitter, uh, Dane underscore Mert, D-A-N-E underscore M-I-R-T, or Snapchat, Main, M-A-N-E, Dirt, D-I-R-T 11. And Mr. Ryan, do you have any uh, any closing art, you know, comments? Now that we're talking so much, and if you can end this with your, uh, you know, Twitter handle or any way that you'd like people to reach out to you. Yeah, actually, I'm just gonna give a, a quick shout out to um, Resident Evil fans out there because what was also released three days ago was the Resident Evil: The Final Chapter trailer. Yes, sir. Put that out. There. And we can talk about that too. We yeah. can actually talk about that too if you'd like. 
Well, you know, I, I, I don't have too many comments to say at this time, but I do feel that they're going to make up for, uh, I think it was at least the last two movies, and really tie this thing and bring it home because, uh, you know, Mila just kicks ass in this in this entire series. But one of my favorite, uh, I don't even know how many are out there now, but one of my favorite action thrillers of all time right here. So I'm really looking forward to this. It comes out in January 2017, so be looking for that, definitely. Um yeah. Dean, did you have thoughts about this trailer? Because I saw it too, and I've I've got my own opinion. Oh, they're going back to where it began to shut it down to finish yeah. it. I'm excited to see it. Um, I think I think they're gonna go more towards the zombie horror feel um, than than this kind of weird sci-fi crap. So I think they're gonna tie it all together, and it's gonna be awesome. Any last uh, thoughts, Ryan? No, I, I think Dane's, Dane's right. I mean, uh, they're definitely bringing back that zombie feel, and uh, they're going to tear it down there at Umbrella Corps. So um, excited, man. Just really excited about that. A little, Maybe not as much as uh, you guys are about the Star Wars, but I'm, I'm definitely with Tim there, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right, man. The, uh, the Force is a magical thing. It, it, it both uh, you know compels us and binds us together. And so we just appreciate everybody's uh, indulgence in the Force, and we will always be here for that. So, Ryan, where can they find you? Absolutely. Um, actually, I've got to work on those Twitter handles there. I'm not, uh, I'm not up to speed on that. So when I get one, I will definitely put it out there for everyone to reach out to me. Uh, but for now, just reach out to Dane and Donnie, and, uh, and we'll definitely get working on that. And in the meantime, everyone, you can find us at Brewmasters Club on your local podcast server, um, Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews, and Geek News. This has been Donnie Gallagher, Dane, and Ryan here chiming in for our thoughts, our input, and our local uh, contribution that we can offer to the uh, podcast nation. Appreciate you guys listening, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Bye.